so when I came, he didn't actually tell me, okay, team, we need to set up the conversion funnel. We need to track like customer cohorts. We need to know our common conversion activities so that we would like push. So he didn't know all that shit, let's say, because I actually think that this is shit. So like the only kind of KPI there, the only goal that he said, I want to grow the number of customers and I want to grow the annual recurring revenue. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Demand Gen Chat, a podcast brought to you by Chili Piper. My name is Emil Shore. I'm the guy who gets to host the show, and I am so excited that you are tuning in to listen to today's episode because it's someone that I've been following and listening to for years, so I was extremely excited to have him on and get to learn about how he's helped grow the company he works at into the well-known and well-loved company that it is today. And so my guest is Tim Solo, and he is the CMO at Ahrefs, which probably needs no explanation, but they're the only SEO tool that I've been using basically for the last couple years. Amazing, amazing tool. They've grown the product out there and they've done some really unique things with their marketing that I'm excited to share with you guys today. So some things Tim and I chatted about. So why Tim attributes a lot of his success at Ahrefs to handling customer service in the early days and why if you wanna join the Ahrefs marketing team, you first have to go through their customer support before you actually get promoted to marketing. We also talked about why Ahrefs through all conventional marketing metrics and best practices like split testing out the window in favor of the one metric that matters to them, customers. And we finish off with how Ahrefs took on well-established brands in the SEO space like Moz and SEM Rush, and how they've become one of the industry leaders. So super excited, hope you guys enjoy. So I actually wanted to open it up talking to you about something not related to SEO. And it's this article you wrote on Medium about what separates a good marketer from a great one. Yeah. And I've been reading your stuff for a long time, even the, the blogger jet days. Oh. Going old school. Do you still get people who hit you up about BloggerJet? Not a lot of them, but yeah, sometimes people do mention that they read a few articles there. Maybe I'm old school, but anyway, I've been following you a long time, and you know, I've read a lot of your SEO articles, and this was one that I loved, and I actually emailed you about it, and it talks about how you only promote people to the marketing team. You don't hire them onto the marketing team. So yeah, uh, I'll I'll let you kind of tell the story and. Uh, the background of that article. Yeah, so it's it's not 100% true, to be honest, because I do have a few people in my marketing team who have joined directly into marketing. Okay. But the thing is, those two people, these are uh, Josh, our head of content, who overlooks like everything that happens on our blog, uh, and Sam, our head of kind of video content, who overlooks everything that happens on our YouTube channel and all the videos we publish within our uh, tool set. So this, the, the trick with them is that both guys are longtime marketers and actually longtime fans of HFs. So like there was no kind of point for me to have them go through uh, customer success and support department. But as for other people, so when, uh, when I came here to Singapore more than three years ago, I was the single marketing person and the, the entire headcount of the company was 
I think 15 people. And in Singapore, I think there were only eight people. So other, uh, other people were remote. At first I was doing everything myself. And then I got to the point where I needed to hire people to help me out. And because uh, whenever you establish company in Singapore, they give you, the government gives you a quota of the locals, uh, how many of them you need to hire. I don't remember what it is because our CEO is the one who's dealing with those issues. Uh, but I do know that we have to hire locals in order to be in the good graces with the government. So when I started looking for for marketers here, for people who would help me out with uh, whatever uh, I was doing, and uh, like because the works just keeps piling up, and you understand that you need some help. When I started interviewing people, I realized that they might know a thing or two about SEO. They might have a nice background in marketing. Uh, they might have some background in copywriting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, based on the work that I wanted to delegate them, I understood that there's no way, for example, I could uh, let them write for HRF's blog because on our blog, we want to mention our tools. We want to show people use cases of how people use our tools. And these guys don't know anything about our tools. So you, you cannot be a good marketer for some kind of product if you don't if you're not using the product yourself. For example, I consider myself a decent marketer for HFs, but if I would go and uh, promote some kind of, uh, let's say, fitness app, I would be like a like terrible marketer for a fitness app because lately I, I've become a dad uh, and I'm spending like most of my time uh, with the kid and I don't have that much uh, focus on training, but like. Five years ago, uh, when I was doing like uh, three personal MMA trainings per week, I was quite obsessed by like my physical performance, my agility, etc., etc., etc. So I think I would I would be a great marketer for uh, this kind of app because I would like be using it myself, testing it myself, and I would be able to quickly and easily explain people like and sell people on that app because I like it myself and I'm using it myself. So yeah, this is where the rule comes from. If you want to join HRS marketing, you have to go through customer support because this is the easiest way for you to learn software because you will look at it with the eyes of the customers. You will see how they're using it. You will quickly start to understand all the use cases, all the troubles people having, all the questions people are answering. And then once you be writing the article, for example, or, or like I will ask you to write the copy for a Facebook ad, uh, you'll have a clear vision of the people who are the target market. You, 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 you've been talking to them for the past, I don't know, three to four months. So you don't have a problem to explain things to them, just like you explained things to them uh, like in person. Right. So when you started on the marketing team, did you spend a certain amount of time really focused on customer success before you started really thinking about, okay, what are the marketing things I want to get done? Yeah, exactly. So uh, when, I, when I joined as director of marketing at HFs, being the director of, with no marketing department at all, uh, because I was the only person, I, like, I didn't have any prior experience of being like head of marketing for a SaaS company. And what's interesting is that usually companies are being started by founders who have some kind of experience with marketing. So they understand like different marketing metrics, like churn, like how to set up cohorts, how to create those funnels, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. My case, Dmitry, the CEO and founder of HFs, 
he is like super technical person. So he knows everything about servers, about the latest like uh, trends in programming, about the hardware that they use to set up those servers, etc., etc., etc. So like he's super bright technical guy, and he wasn't much interested in the kind of the marketing side. So he's he's the product guy, he's the technical guy. He wants to create a great like sound technical product. Uh, so when I came, he didn't actually tell me, okay, team, we need to set up the conversion funnel. We need to track like customer cohorts. We need to know our common conversion activities so that we would like push. So he didn't know all that shit, let's say, because I, I actually think that this is shit. So like the only kind of KPI there, the only goal that he said, I want to grow the number of customers and I want to grow the annual recurring revenue. So you're in charge of marketing. And like, you have to kind of come up with ways uh, that we could increase because like uh, your performance as a marketer uh, would be measured based on how these, these two things are growing, the number of customers and there are. So like, uh, I didn't have to worry about uh, those conventional things. And I was simply looking like, what's the best use of my time? What's the best thing I can do? And because I didn't know much about, uh, I was doing SEO for quite a while and I knew about Moz, Ahrefs, SMRush, but I never used those tools like super deep because even like at the time, I didn't really have the budget to afford these tools. Like the company where I worked for sometimes bought it, sometimes not, but I didn't have much of experience. So the best thing I could do is simply to start like talking to people and not only our existing customers or people who sign up for trials, to do some like onboarding calls with them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I actually started talking with the industry and now I have a pretty nice tradition. So uh, shortly after I joined, I think in one or two months, I posted a thread on Reddit uh, slash big SEO. Hi, I'm Tim from Ahrefs. Uh, like uh, I'm interested to know what you think about our tools, like criticize us, uh, like tell us what, where you like us, et cetera, et cetera. And there were like over a hundred comments and uh, I cannot even say that I like handled the criticism well because I made some like snarky comments and people went off on me like who, who the freak uh, HRS has hired to be their like uh, head of marketing and uh, their like face or whatever. So yeah, I, I was like uh, immediately I was like super worried that Dmitry is going to fire me like almost the same time that he just hired me because uh, because of all the kind of trash talk that was happening. Uh, but then in two years, I also like posted the same thread again to, to see what people would be saying. And I think it's a good thing to always be in touch with the community and to know what people, because people also need uh, an opportunity to vent, to speak what's on their mind. And what I realized by posting that first thread on Reddit, and I'm going to do it every two years, actually. So I think in 2019 uh, is the next one is going to happen. I realized that uh, no one before at HREFs did that kind of thing. So no one offered like the entire SEO community to speak themselves, knowing that uh, they will be listened to. Uh, and that's that's why I think a lot of people actually left their comments. And just from one Reddit thread, I've learned a lot about us. I've learned, learned a lot about our competition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, uh, my first year was like, just listen to everyone, listen to the SEO community listen to our customers, uh, listen to the team, listen to our CEO and founder, Dmitry. I was just trying to like learn as much as I can about the industry and about our tool set. So you mentioned some of those big competitors, right? SEO, um, Moz, I call them SEO Moz because that's what they used to be. <laughs> Moz, SEMrush, 
you know, some of these people who had been established for a long time. And I remember when I started doing SEO like four or five years ago, you guys were a little bit newer, but I had never used Moz or SEMrush. And then, you know, I got hooked on Ahrefs. I've been using Ahrefs for years and it's like the only SEO tool I use. I use it all the time. I'm always curious how, you know, people in your position come in. I'm, I'm kind of in a similar position here at Chili Piper. How do you come in? You're playing up against, you know, dozen people marketing teams. How did you guys start building Ahrefs and what was like the marketing strategy you used to start competing and carving out a name for yourself? Yeah, so <laughs> this is a great question and I'm not sure if my answer would be uh, relevant to a lot of people. Yeah, so first of all, uh, two things. The first one is that I actually started learning SEO from Moz, from SEO Moz, like you said, because back then it was SEO Moz. I was religiously watching like every whiteboard, whiteboard Friday. I was actually looking forward to, to Friday because I knew that uh, Rand would release a new video and like uh, I would just watch it, like sip my tea, like at my workplace. Gotta love uh, whiteboard so it, Friday. One that uh, eventually I, I became like uh, the uh, their competitor. Uh, and the second thing is, yeah, when I joined, the Shrefs was only 15, te- uh, 15 person team. And I think Moz was like about 200 at the time, maybe even more. And the SEMrush, I don't, I don't remember what was their size back then, but I know that right now they're like at 500 people or something. And HF wow. is still small. So Dmitry has a hard cap. We, want, we don't want to grow over 50 people. Because he wants to operate a small lean team, he doesn't want the bureaucracy or whatever. He wants to actually like personally know everyone who's working for him. Like yeah. That. So uh, yeah, we were a small team and we were against big guys, uh, and like uh, it, it was quite hard. But the trick is, and the reason why I said uh, it might not be relevant to a lot of people is that our marketing strategy was entirely driven by our product. So like I said. Dmitry is a super technical guy himself, so he actually oversees like all our development. He oversees what happens on the back end with our servers, with our crawler, with our databases, like what we can improve there, what's the latest technology, etc., etc. And he also oversees the front end. Like uh, I don't remember what are the names. Like are we using Laravel, uh, React, Reason, or whatever? Like what's the latest technology? How to make it better, faster, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we're like super technology driven and super product driven company. Uh, while, for example, I read Rand Fishkin's book, uh, Lost and Founder, and uh, he said that he always had trouble with the technical side uh, because he's not a technical person. So he cannot really like know whenever he's speaking to a CTO who's like super good or that CTO is average. So you don't know. In our case, that wasn't a problem because Dmitry is super sharp guy technologically. And we also have a CTO who's Dmitry, a longtime friend. Uh, and like, he's also like an amazingly smart guy. And actually uh, our entire like um, uh, development department, they have ton of respect for both Dmitry and uh, our CTO because they're so like another level. I think they're, they're probably aliens actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like just too smart. So like for me as a marketer, it was like super easy to market HFs. Because basically, I just, I don't know, I just go to, let's say I go to forum where people are discussing uh, products like SMRush, Moz, et cetera, et cetera. And I just take the screenshot uh, from HFs and paste it and show, okay, guys, we have more data. Like we, we track backlinks better, we track keywords better. We have more features to work with this data. 
it's the product. So for me, I just had to be vocal about the product, about the awesomeness of the product, while Dmitry and the team were making sure that uh, our product is sound. So yeah, like that's that's all the marketing strategy. We just ensured that we have a superior product and people were talking about this. And I'm also sharing this story quite often. I was like super lucky because uh, shortly after I joined, I think it was less than a year, uh, some guys who were running a network of uh, over, uh, I think it was 100,000 websites or 10,000 websites, I don't remember. I don't even remember what's the company, do they do a CDN or whatever, but they actually studied the activity of different web crawling bots uh, and made a nice kind of research who are the most active bots on the internet. And based on their research, Ahrefs happened to have the second most active bot after Google. So we were crawling like as efficiently as al almost as efficiently as Google, like outperforming Bing, Yahoo, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like, this is not marketing. So we have better superior product and someone noticed it. And I was just trying to be vocal about it. So I mentioned that, that fact that we have the second best crawler after Google everywhere I could on the conferences, in our blog articles, even in our like uh, homepage copy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, our marketing is basically driven by the superiority of our product. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've noticed about the blog and a lot of the content you guys produce. It's showing someone a how-to guide, right? Like any SEO, how to build backlinks, whatever it is. And you just show people, here's how you use Ahrefs to do all these things. And they yeah. could use another tool, but it's, it's showing here's how we use Ahrefs to do this exact thing you want to do. And so you guys have such like a unique product in that it allows for that. And I think it's an amazing strategy. I love it. You're going to notice I'm not asking you a ton of SEO questions. I feel like you guys have written so so much about SEO. If anyone wants to learn about like your SEO tricks or whatever you guys are up to, they can go to your blog. So I'm going to ask you some more like higher level marketing stuff or not higher level, just different marketing stuff. So you guys have a really unique trial, $7 for seven days. And yeah. I, I imagine you've tested a bunch of different offers, but this one really in the SaaS space stands out as really unique to me. And I'm just curious, you know, what other offers you guys might've tested, how you came up with this one and the story behind that. Yeah, first of all, thanks a lot for not asking me a lot of SEO questions because I don't even consider myself SEO, especially when I go to wow. uh, SEO conferences. I really feel dumb because like there are uh, like most people are so much like sharper and brighter and know uh, a lot more stuff than I do because actually my day to day is I am running kind of marketing and I'm also participating in the product. Uh, for each app. So like SEO and knowing all those little like things, especially like if they're super technical, uh, it's not what I do. Yeah. So about the trial, <laughs> it was an interesting story. We didn't really test it, to be honest, because we're not big on testing. Like uh, our, our stance at this is that if you want to run a quality experiment, uh, that involves quite a few work hours of quite a few people. So there should be a person like managing it and figuring out what's the methodology. Uh, there should be a person implementing it. Someone should track the results. Someone should make sure that uh, the results are accurate, that there is no bug anywhere. And you should test it on the on the long run to, to uh, be kind of uh, confident that the results are uh, like statistically correct, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera. So we just don't do this and we prefer to focus all our like workforce and work hours to simply building a great product 
and whenever we ship it and it is bad, we'll just roll back. So that's that's the strategy. So in terms of trial, we were offering a fully functional free trial while asking for credit card. So you could you could specify your credit card, you won't be charged, and you could use HRFs for 14 days. That's two weeks for free. And like two weeks, that is a ton of time to research all your competitors, to do all keyword research, to export all backlinks, to do everything. So in these two weeks, uh, you can do enough kind of research and export enough data to keep you busy for at least a year ahead. And um, again, we don't like obsessively track all our metrics, but at a, at a certain point in time, uh, when we were like, uh, we, we usually start tracking metrics whenever we discuss some decision. And I don't remember what we were discussing at the time, but somehow we measured uh, how many daily active customers we have, how they, how many of them are paying, et cetera, et cetera. And what we saw is that we have two thirds of our daily active customers are yeah. using a free trial and only one third are paying customers. So we have two times more people for for using HFs with the trial than people who are actually paying for HFs. In other words, people were abusing us heavily and not yeah. that we didn't know it by like the side factors, uh, but just when we put a number on it, when we actually see that two times more people are on the trial than paying us, we thought that, okay, enough is enough. Uh, we actually discussed that with Dmitry quite a few times before, uh, like, should we charge something for trial or should we not? So uh, once once I saw these numbers, I like, like when I got a message on Slack with these numbers, I immediately stood up, uh, went to, to Dmitry's table and said, okay, Dmitry, this is like ridiculous. We, we talked about making a paid trial. Let's charge at least like $1 for, for the two weeks. And he said, why not charge a dollar per day? <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not sure if people are going to say nah, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. All those like insecurities. And he said, okay, let's do this. And I was like, oops. I was almost regretting that I came up to him and offered him to put a paywall behind our trial. But again, we agreed to simply do seven day trial for $7 and see like uh, how our growth uh, trend would look like. If the growth will uh, start slowing down, we'll probably roll back. If it will stay the same, okay, not a problem. So we implemented this and like almost nothing changed. We didn't see like anything. Of course, people on some forums started like complaining that HFs now charges $7. How can you charge us $7 for using a lot of data for free, like for, for a week? Uh, but yeah, we, we didn't really uh, fell into the trap of uh, listening to, to those complaints and just stayed with $7 trial. And like, I didn't see any, any slowing down in growth. Of course, we get uh, a lot less kind of leads, right? but the quality of those leads is, is super high. Of course, people are still abusing our trial by uh, endlessly signing up for a new one, a new one and paying just $7 per week. Uh, but at least we get a payment for people uh, who are like using our software without limits for seven days. So yeah, yeah. there's there's not much science behind this decision. Mostly, uh, I got mo mostly my irritation that uh, too many people are using us for free, uh, and mostly Dmitry's gut feeling that uh, charging seven dollars for seven days would do no hurt to our business. I like it. I mean, 
you're requiring that people put some skin in the game, right? So $7, it's not going to like kill anybody. Like if they really want to test it, not going to stop anybody. And then they know they paid for something. So there's that psychology of, I don't want this to be a sunk cost. Let me actually use this for a week and try to get the most I can and then determine if I should use it. Versus if you sign up for something free, there's no skin in the game. You maybe didn't even use it during that week or two, and then you just forget about it. So I actually like it. I think it's a really, really smart strategy. And that's less pressure to our support, because if anyone can just register a trial and whenever they don't understand what some button says, uh, they would harass our support department. And we like we're a small team. So I think uh, right now we have four or five people in our support department. So that's not a lot. But when you have thousands of customers, so like they get quite quite a, like uh, a lot of conversations daily. Yeah. Uh, so by decreasing the number of leads that we get into our system for starting to use our software, we're also decreasing the kind of pressure of our support department and everyone is happy. Yeah, makes some sense. You know, I mentioned you guys, everyone knows how awesome your SEO and content is. I'm curious what other marketing channels you have tried or that you use that are successful and some that you've tried and haven't been successful. I know there's a lot of product-led growth, a lot of the content, obviously, we talked about how it just talks about how to use Ahrefs to solve all these SEO problems, but I'm just curious, you know, is there anything outside of that that's been really effective for you guys? Yeah, so clearly our two biggest kind of channels of growth and of customers are the word of mouth that is generated by a product simply being awesome and helping pe- people with whatever they're they're expecting from it. Yeah. Uh, and second is our blog where we get uh, a ton of search traffic from Google, relevant search traffic that is related to the things we do and where we pitch uh, the unique use cases of HFs. And sometimes people just realize that only HRFs can do this kind of thing and they, they would not be able to do this kind of thing in any other tools. So the choice is obvious. I actually wrote an article, uh, nine things that only HRFs can do. Uh, and just, just yesterday I was making some notes that uh, I can pump it up to 11 right now because I forgot a few things. So yeah, we have quite a few unique use cases and this also helps to drive new leads to us because uh, you just you cannot compare this with anything else because it, only HFs can do this kind of thing. Um, in terms of uh, what other marketing channels we've tried, well, right now, as you can tell, I'm trying to get on podcasts and like talk about our marketing, about our product. But then again, like it's almost impossible to measure this. There are a lot of like famous uh, sayings about like uh, I know that half of my marketing uh, is wasted, but I don't know which half marketing budget. <laughs> Right. So yeah, we, we tried like sponsoring conferences, we tried uh, doing some webinars, but it's really hard to track. Really hard. Uh, we're trying to do whatever feels right. Blog feels right, absolutely. There, there are just so many uh, advantages to having a kind of product focused blog. A lot of people are kind of worried to plug their own product on their blog, but then like look at the title of the blog. It says HF's blog. So it will talk about HF's. We're not some kind of random blog that is interested to tell you about everything under the sun. We want to educate people on HF's and we're not just a blog for everyone in the world. We're also a a blog for our own customers. We are a place where our own customers can learn SEO and immediately see how HF's, the tool that they're paying for, 
uh, fits into whatever SEO strategy they are researching. One thing that works for us quite well is Facebook ads, but we uh, we don't really do any retargeting to our homepage or our trial or the landing pages of our tools. We simply promote our content with Facebook ads uh, because we put so much effort into our content that we want to put also some money to promote it because it doesn't make sense like for three or even four people work on a single article because we constantly get feedback from each other whenever we write something and then just publish it, send it to your own audience and that's it. No, we want to actually spend money so that this article would reach more and more people. So I think Facebook uh, is a pretty nice channel in that sense to kickstart uh, the newly published articles. Uh, what else we are doing that works? I know you guys tried to sponsor some, some podcasts recently. Yeah, yeah. You we wrote did, about we that. Did, we did try to sponsor podcasts and we actually wrote an entire article with all our experience. And we also said that initially, like I, like I previously said, when I was uh, a team of one, I was trying to do everything myself. So I actually started doing podcast advertising myself. And again, I was following all the conventional knowledge. So I had our team... Uh, design a dedicated page. I had our team create like a hack in our billing to offer uh, a unique uh, discounted trial or whatever. I had, uh, I used the time of our developers to like uh, put out the page, use some tracking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that was a lot of work hours to just uh, set up that page with a custom offer. And then I told the podcast hosts that uh, whenever they mention uh, HF, they should mention that I think we were offering uh, that uh, as people sign up, they will get 20% discount on the first half year of using HS and with no obligation. So you could you could just use it for two months uh, with 20% discount and just discontinue. And like the numbers were pathetic. Even the visits to the landing page, if you count the cost per visit from, uh, from podcast, they were like totally pathetic. And cost per lead, I think it was in thousands. So, like, if you if you look at the numbers, it makes zero sense sponsoring podcasts. Uh, so I scratched this idea, uh, and I was afraid to even show these numbers to Dmitry because he would say, like, where did you spend our budget? So yeah, but then I I started talking to people on different conferences and on chat and on Facebook, etc., and they were saying that I've heard like Pat Flynn was talking about you on on his podcast. Uh, I've heard uh, someone else talked about you. I've heard you sponsored this podcast. It was so awesome. Like I'm a fan of this podcast and you guys are sponsored. And I thought maybe there's more to podcasting than, than just driving direct leads to your landing page and to your offer and converting people. And then I also observed like a lot of what I do in marketing, I'm simply observing my own behaviors and then trying to extrapolate that to, to other audience. So I, I looked at my own behavior and I, I only listen to podcasts whenever I'm uh, commuting to work or working out or maybe like uh, walking my kid and he's like playing on the playground and I have like spare 20 minutes uh, to listen to something. So th that is not the situation where I would visit some kind of landing page uh, and sign up for something, especially if that something is also asking for my credit card details and shows me an offer that I should take. So yeah, it, it's not how that works, but I do make mental notes about this thing, the things that I hear, about the things that uh, podcast hosts are sponsoring. And I do remember that even when I listen to things like Mixergy and Turpin are on fire, 
I do make notes of maybe that's just me because I'm also interested in like different marketing channels, et cetera, et cetera. But then our audience are marketers as well. So they're probably also paying attention to like how it happens, what the hosts say, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, uh, we eventually decided to resume uh, uh, sponsoring podcasts because we think that uh, it's not about the direct leads, but it's, it's, it's about the exposure. Yeah, more of like a brand initiative. I think it's a good spot for us to end it. Where can people connect with you? Maybe try to send you a pitch to buy some links. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, for, for that occasion, I actually created a dedicated page for myself uh, at hf.com. So if you go to hf.com slash team, T-I-M, uh, there will be a page uh, with some of my pictures, with my uh, biography, short biography, and all the links to my Twitter, Facebook, Medium, Instagram, also some of my best uh, articles, my best like SEO research studies where we, we crunch some numbers for some interesting takeaways. Also links to the podcast where I participated. So uh, this podcast will eventually end up as a link on that page. So yeah, if people want to... Uh, to learn more about me, hf.com slash TIM, and there's every way to connect with me and uh, some of my best work also listed there. Nice. I'll, I'll link up to that in the show notes. And please don't send spammy pitches to Tim. I was just <laughs> kidding. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot for inviting me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Demand Gen Chat. One last thing before you do get out of here. Don't forget to subscribe through iTunes or whichever app you use to listen to your podcast so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you think of the show. It helps us keep doing this so we can keep bringing you more episodes about marketing and demand gen. See you next time.